you had a chance to hear from Brian and his wife Ashley. Uh, Brian Beatty is the uh, recommendation being presented to you uh, by the elders in partnership with the search team uh, as uh, uh, kind of the process that's taken place over the last uh, several weeks, months, uh, by this point in time. And uh, so hopefully you were here this morning and able to hear from him, but uh, we reserved his testimony to be done this morning for those of you who weren't able to be here this morning. Hopefully you'll be able to hear uh, him now. So without uh, further ado, let me introduce you to Brian, and Brian is going to uh, share his testimony with you. Well, good morning. Those I haven't had a chance to meet, good to meet you informally here. So I don't know about you, but um, perhaps your testimony is a little bit like mine. Uh, while some people have these radical, in an instant conversion experiences, uh, mine was a bit slower, a bit more of a process. So I'm not quite sure when God saved me, but I know by this point as a 34-year-old man that he most certainly has. And it was somewhere along the line of what I call my three conversions. So I essentially grew up in church. Uh, my mom became a believer when I was four and began taking me to a, a strong, solid evangelical free church uh, where I learned the Bible and heard the gospel regularly in their kids' ministry. Uh, then one night when I was seven years old, um, I asked my mom how I could uh, become a Christian, and she led me in praying the prayer to accept Jesus into my heart. So I did that night, and um, that could have been the moment God saved me, uh, but I'm not really sure. Salvation's of the Lord, so he knows whether or not I know at that point. Uh, but looking back at seven, that seemed more like a conversion to, to morality. At that point, I just wanted to be a good boy, do the right thing, and stay out of trouble so that people would like me. It was all about me maintaining my good kid image, and that became my mode of operation through my elementary years. Uh, then conversion two, around the age 14, um, a desire emerged in my heart to read through the Bible. Uh, so I proceeded to do so uh, pretty rigor rigorously for three or four years straight. Um, again, perhaps I was already in Christ at that point, but looking back, it seemed more like a conversion to duty. Um, I set out to do things for God, read the Bible for God, serve for God, lead worship and youth group for God, but I didn't yet understand that Christian faith is actually more about what God's done for me than what I need to do for him. Our, our faith is active, of course. There's things that we're commanded to do. But our work, our duty, is only in response to God's work for us. And looking back at that period, much of my serving was really self-centered and filled with pride. I thought I was awesome doing all these great things for God. But over time, the weight of duty, uh, in a very real way, crushed me. As I tried to hide my failures, I developed some patterns of, of secret sin. Uh, then off to college I went, the first two years of which were pretty spiritually dark for me. I didn't yet know who I was as a child of God. I thought I had to live up to this certain standard, and if I didn't, God was mad at me and wanted nothing to do with me. I hadn't yet experienced the truth of his mercy and ever-abounding grace. So conversion one to morality, conversion two to duty, here's conversion three. For some reason, my second semester sophomore year, so I was 20 in 2004, I picked up John Piper's book, Desiring God. Has anyone in here read Desiring God before? All right, cool, a handful. Still don't know why I picked it up. It had been on my bookshelf since high school. Uh, but once I started reading, I couldn't put it down. 
And I remember clearly one night sitting on top of my bunk bed in my dorm room room reading, and, and something happened. Like, I experienced something. Something was lifted from me, and simultaneously something given to me in that moment. Uh, God did a work in my mind that forever changed how I viewed him, and God did a work in my heart that forever changed how I loved him. Uh, Something shifted in me that night, and I've never been the same since. This, I think, was my true conversion to Christ. I, I experienced for the first time an overwhelming sense that he loved me, and he was for me. I started to take seriously the the fight against sin and began walking in the light, confessing and repenting, striving after godliness with some friends that the Lord had put in my life. Uh, Not because I had to out of duty, but because I wanted to. My desires had changed. I wanted something different. A few years later, uh, reading another book called Living the Cross-Centered Life, uh, God did another significant work in my heart. Uh, The substitutionary atonement that essential doctrine that Jesus died in my place for my sin grabbed hold of me deeply. And I began to be gospel-centered in the way that I thought, spoke, and lived. And this propelled me, as you'd expect, it propelled me forward leaps and bounds in areas of sanctification, spiritual disciplines, engagement in worship, community, and mission. Uh, which these things increased exponentially during three years that I spent at the Village Church in Dallas. Uh, I grew a ton in these years, especially as you heard earlier, for those who were here, in their recovery ministry and the relationships that I had established there. Uh, Recently, now having been a husband for six years and a father for five, uh, the Lord is continuing to sanctify me through the regular routine rhythms of life. Uh, He's been using my relationship with Ashley and my three daughters to humble me, to break me of my desire to be in control, and to remind me that I'm a bigger sinner in need of more grace than I can even imagine. Practically, I'm learning to be a better listener and to not always try to fix people, but to let the Holy Spirit do his job. That's what he does. He he does the fixing. I just be present to listen. Uh, Pulling back for a second, big picture as I start to wrap this up. If you were to ask me uh, my aim in life, Uh, I'd probably share with you my personal mission statement, uh, which I developed about 10 years ago, influenced by a talk I had heard by a man named Ray Ortland. So so here's my mission as a man. Here's my purpose, what I'm aiming for. Four things. I want to spend my life walking with Jesus, loving my family, making disciples, and developing leaders. Priority one, walking with Jesus. Priority two, loving my family, making disciples, developing leaders. So in closing, I'm grateful for Todd, the elders, the search team, and everyone who's been involved in this process of seeking to discern the Lord's direction in this. Uh, it's, honestly, it's been a wonderful experience to walk through this process with such a great group of people. Uh, Ashley and I couldn't be more excited and hopeful for the opportunity to move our family down here from Connecticut and be part of what God's doing in and through you all here at Melanie Park in the city of Lubbock. So thanks for your time.